they hate. And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names. I can feel the Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. And this is episode 537 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Skip the Shop DIY RV Maintenance. And today I'll be going over some simple DIY items to consider doing to your RV if you don't want to get it into the shop, wait for an appointment, or uh, you just want to save some money and do it yourself. But first, let's grab that cup of coffee, catch up what's on, what's going on, and have a little chat. We will dive into maintenance of an RV um, here in a little bit. So what is going on? Uh, silver bullet in the cup again this morning. It's fantastic. It is. It's great. I, uh, I had another one yesterday, a second one, going out to Tim's after the show. And... Uh, yeah, I made another one. I can't, uh, I can't help it with this stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's good for sure. I'm gonna try to skip it today. I gotta sit and do show prep and things like that after, uh, after we're done with the show today. All day, all day, trying to do some uh, catch up from spending a lot of time out uh, working on Delinquent Scully, and then uh, time coming up in the next week spending some time out there and with SRF coming up next week and uh, just a crazy schedule for the next week and a half or so. I have a day today to uh, just get as much done as I can on the computer and hopefully not be tied to it after that too much for the week. So that is good. Uh, what are we going to talk about in the coffee chat this morning? Uh, Delinquent Scully update, uh, progress, more progress there. Um, I will. Uh, I'll be putting a link for SRF uh, virtual tickets in the in the show notes. I don't know if they're going to make it in today or tomorrow, but I um, I have a new uh, a thing I have to sign up for to get the to get the virtual ticket link. So I didn't get to it last night. Uh, was running way behind and and uh, and just didn't get to it. So I have it on my notes here, but that will be coming soon. I'll talk about that a little bit more. And then, um, yeah, has anybody heard about the the emergency test thing? Anybody have any thoughts on the emergency uh, cell phone test that's going to be happening? And uh, I have some thoughts on it. I've been I've been poking around, uh, thinking about it for a while here. I think it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen a couple times already so far, I think, but uh, they haven't gotten been able to get their shit together. But um, it. Uh, it's um yeah it it confuses me it confuses me so we'll get into that in a little bit here before we hit the rv maintenance topic um yeah tomorrow's the big day hunters hey hunter how we doing over on twitch uh you're wondering if the virtual ticket is the same price i just poked on the site when i was trying to get all signed up and everything this morning and i think I think it's ninety five dollars. I think it. I think it's ninety five dollars for the virtual, but um, you get to watch it over and over. From what I understand, it's like recorded, uh, recorded sessions. You can watch it live, uh, but then it's also recorded sessions. I think I have to dig in. I have to. Uh, I just got the email the other day, and um, that 
got it the other day and I haven't really dug in much. I know that uh, I know that they sell them through the SRF site, but uh, Nicole also has um, something set up where you can watch it as a um, as a course or a presentation, but keep continuing to watch it, I think. I don't know. I'll dive in. I'll dive in more and let you guys know. But I saw 95 um, on the spring sale. So I don't know if this um, this new one is after the fact. I don't know if it's the live virtual ticket or it's uh, it's a after the fact if you want to pick it up after and watch the presentations. I should get my shit together before I, I mention stuff, but it was on my notes and I just didn't get to it. So I apologize, guys. I'll have more information tomorrow. But um yeah, it's uh, it seems to be a good um, it seems to be a good way to go if you're out of town. You can't uh, you can't make it there. You don't want to do the travel expense, uh, but it seems, from what I understand, to be a big chat room. Um, it'll be a big chat. It's a chat room with uh, multiple participants, and they uh, they chat in the in the live feed during the presentation. So I mean. It, uh, it it's definitely uh, I think it's a value for the information that uh, comes out of that festival. But uh, the the biggest thing I get out of it is the the community that's there. So it's kind of what you got to make of it. And uh, man, making it to Tennessee is tough sometimes. So if you want to participate in the information, then it's still there. Uh, MSU rifle, how are we doing this morning? Uh, not sure about the not sure about that test. Your stuff's gonna be in a Faraday Faraday cage or Faraday bag. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I heard about it a long time ago. I think they they attempted it and they couldn't even get like a quarter of the the country to light up. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I got a couple of thoughts. I got to say for a little bit. Uh, good morning, Rewilder Life. How are we doing? How are you? Hopefully, you're doing all right. Um, <laughs> Honor says a big chat room. I don't know about that. I like being all alone. I'm pretty sure you could probably collapse it or just ignore the chat room and not type back. Like, I don't think that forces you to talk to someone. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, give me two seconds. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, yesterday. So yesterday, Delinquent Scully. Got done with the show, got the dogs walked with uh, with Corey and took off. Met Tim out there. Did a little walk around update before Tim showed up. He had a little delay at the the um, the rural lumber store, which is not uncommon. And uh, so I took off. I, I did a little walk and talk around the outhouse we were building, showing it a little bit. Uh, it'll be up on YouTube hopefully sometime today in the delinquent gully playlist if you didn't know that was there you can go to youtube and under playlists you'll see delinquent gully i uh, i'm gonna put all the updates i do from there in that playlist and there should be more and more and more as we um as we move along with the project it's uh it's really coming along i'm i'm very happy uh tim is uh tim is happy with progress coming on i'm excited for becky to come down and see the change from the year Corey was able to get out there this weekend and she hadn't been out for quite a while, uh, especially up in the property. We drove out after Tim purchased his third property, but we uh, we were in a hurry and never ended up even going for a walk. We just kind of rolled in to see where that ended up being. 
And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited with the progress. Tim and I unloaded a shitload of lumber yesterday uh, and carried it about halfway up to where he wants his main, his main um, residence, I guess you'd call it on the property, his kind of main bunkhouse area. And I think hope I, I, I have fingers crossed that by the end of workday with the crew that's showing up uh, next week for workday, I'm hoping to have that shelled in and uh, skin on it, roof on it. And Tim is hoping that uh, he may be able to sneak down here next March for a couple weeks and hopefully, possibly stay in that cabin. So we can get it skinned up and uh, or framed up and the uh, and the skin on it. We I don't think that would be a problem. I don't I don't think it'd be a problem. I have all winter to work out there, and uh, we got we got some systems set up for sure. He's been doing some networking around town and uh, getting materials and things for projects is going to get a lot easier. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I uh, after SRF and I got some consults after that that I'm gonna do a little traveling, but uh, get back in town um plans are to uh to really take my time and and document a uh, an outhouse build up with the the new cabin that gets built so he's got both a shelter and then uh, outhouse get that belt but take time and really document it and have those plans costs and cut lists and everything really laid out for that uh, that outhouse that could go pretty much on any property because it's all being designed around having to carry lumber in um, this isn't a drop, drop back the truck in, drop the lumber where it where it is. Although that's what we got to do with the first one. The second one will be um, the majority of it will be carried the the whole way. So that will be a challenge. But um, just making sure material lists are right, not carrying extra material. In Tim's case, it's not too bad to have the extra because we're building more there. But on a property where we're just putting an outhouse and the, the rest of the lumber would have to be humped back out, it just that double work doesn't make sense. So really paying attention to that, really taking the time to document it. We didn't get a lot of video of putting it up, putting it together uh, this time because we were in a hurry. We just wanted to um, we just wanted to get it done, get it um uh, get it knocked out and have it available for when people are showing up for this work day um, next week, next week. It snuck up on us pretty fast. So it's exciting. It's exciting. Uh, good morning, Pip. How are we doing? Hopefully everything down there in, uh, in Florida is going well. Um, here at 11 minutes, I just, I want to mention uh, this emergency test tomorrow. Uh, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, it sounds like I don't have a ton of details on it, but it sounds like a test of the emergency broadcast system. If you uh, if you remember that, uh, I believe that still happens uh, the first Tuesday of the month in the afternoon, usually locally. <laughs> I've noticed um, as I've traveled the country, I see it a lot uh, still going on, but that it, it seems to be like the tornado sirens or... Um, just emergency alert alert tests happen the first Wednesday of the month, right after lunchtime normally. But yesterday, um, yesterday I heard that the the test is moving forward on Wednesday at uh, one o'clock. I think one o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Central. I'm not sure. Uh, but every 
cell phone device is supposed to alert um, the, with this uh, with this alert in the in the whole country. Now, first of all, first of all, what's what's the purpose? I mean, I know what they're going to say. Well, if we go to war, we got to get a message out or the president died. Oh, wait. Um, if uh, if something happens, we can alert the country. Uh, first of all, the it didn't work. It hasn't worked so far. I don't know if they'll ever get it to work. I'm sure they they can. Um, it it's not. It can't be that hard to wrangle in all the cell phone companies to just throw an alert out on the flip of a switch. My bigger issue is what is it going to be used for? What what possibly what possibly could go wrong with um, every cell phone in the country lighting up at the flip of a switch? I do recall a false alarm in Hawaii a while back. A little foggy on the on the details of it, but I believe they said there was incoming missiles. And it took a while. It took a while. Um, it took a while for them to figure out that it was a mistake. What if that happened on a state level, or it might have even been a city level? What if that happens on a national level? What is the fallout from the incorrect words at the top of the newspaper when it takes two days for it to be corrected on the back page? Like, I'm just picturing a a city center or a sporting event or something like that and everybody at the event's phone lights up with an emergency alert of some disaster or something and it's just going to cause chaos i just don't think it's a good idea um should we able to be able to get the word out i don't know i don't know um <laughs> Hunter says, my question is, why not use the Amber Alert system? That thing hits everywhere multiple times. Super annoying. Uh, Amber Alert, I think, is localized. I think you have to be in the state. That might be state, um, might be state to state. And you can turn it off. I don't think you can turn this, this one off. From what I understand. I don't think this, unless your phone is off or uh, in a Faraday cage, uh, you're not uh, you're not turning it off. So um, I don't know. Pip says, what what happens if it gets hacked? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Pip says, national or uh, K-Bonk, morning, uh, national misdirection. Misdirection or even nefarious acts. I don't know. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the best idea. I don't think it's the best idea. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see if it actually works. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've, I've read that it's, it's been attempted multiple times, multiple times, and um, it hasn't. They haven't been able to pull it off yet. But I'm sure Wednesday. Here we go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, yeah. Uh, Russia's attacking us. Chinese attacking us. Uh, Biden kicked, kicked the dirt. Uh, who the fuck knows what they're gonna say? But man. 
K-Bong says he opted out of Amber Alerts. Yeah, I had to in Texas, man. It was like every other every other hour uh, I would get one out of like Houston of some some kid stolen by his dad or mom or like it was always a relative. Like I think I think they just would use the system as like a police work. <laughs> like, hey, uh, they're both supposed to have the kid. Mom didn't like the dad took the kid, so we're gonna do an Amber Alert because she called in and said the kid was abducted. Like, yes, I know that it's a serious problem and kids being abducted happens and all of that, but it seemed like there was an excessive amount of uh, of family members stealing kids in Texas when I was there. So I turned that damn thing off. Um. <laughs> Might just turn off tomorrow. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people are doing that. I heard a lot of people are just going to turn their devices off for the afternoon. I um, I don't know. I, I'm curious what I'm curious what it looks like, and uh, I'm not sure. Um, Loco says the EAS system wouldn't work over over in the Philippines. Too many dead zones, even in the same neighborhood. Some networks strong, others nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering around here. So if I am not on Wi-Fi, there is a probably, I would say, 80% dead area around here that I don't get any signal. Um, eh, maybe 50 that I get zero signal. Um, maybe one to two bars is, uh, that other 30% up to 80% where you basically, if you get a phone call, you might drop, you might go through, maybe send a text message out, telegram, no video or photos, but you can get out, uh, like a, a short only text, uh, telegram. If you let it spin for a while to go. Uh, and then uh, there's a few places where I can get service. Um, good service like the larger areas uh larger like savannah camden is okay depending on where in camden i am uh but man what happens what happens when you have zero service but your phone's on now if they get me a signal to send me this fucking message and i don't have signal to send out a message or make a call i call bullshit on that call it bullshit <laughs> so Anyway, anyway, we'll see. We'll have to see what happens uh, with the EAS emergency alert system tomorrow. Keep your eyes out, guys. And um, if it works, just keep in mind that um, keep in mind shit goes sideways and they don't always uh, it's not always a real alert. So um <laughs> sorry guys um anyway anyway let's uh let's move on to the topic of the day went a little long but i think i think making people aware of this uh test and the possible shit show after the test that could be could be unleashed with the press of a button i think it was worth the extra five minutes to uh maybe Hey, I uh, I let K Bonk know. He said he hadn't heard of it, so perfect, perfect. One one person made aware. One person made aware. Anyway, let's get on to the topic of the title. So it was uh, skip the shop DIY maintenance that you can think about doing on your RV. Uh, before that, I want to get somebody uh, to a sponsor. I like to bring you products or services that can help support the lots project without costing you anything. And a lot of the times I get you a discount or a rebate or things like that. 
that is like today with uh, Hip Camp. Hip Camp is the place for outdoor enthusiasts and adventure seekers. Have you heard about Hip Camp? It is your ticket to, to discovering amazing, unique outdoor experiences with over 300,000 campsites, ranches, vineyards, public parks, and more. It's the ultimate platform for finding your next camping adventure. But that's not all. Ever thought of sharing your own slice of paradise with others? Hip Camp also allows landowners to list their property as potential camping spots, earning them extra income while helping campers connect with nature. It's a win-win. I'm here to help both campers and hosts make the most out of Hip Camp. As a consultant, I can guide campers to the best spots tailored to their preferences and assist hosts in creating appealing listings that attract more campers. Join the community of nature-loving campers today at Hip Camp, where adventure awaits and memories are made. For the consulting services that I offer, go to uh, thelotsproject.com under services or check the video or audio notes for a link. I appreciate it. And like I was saying, I can get you discounts, coupons, and things like that. If you sign up for Hip Camp for the first time through my link as a camper, you will get $10 off your first stay that you book. And I will get $10 off when you book that stay. As a landowner, if you list a property on Hip Camp and uh, after your first camper books and stays, completes the transaction, you will get $100 back. And I will also get $100 towards my next camping stay. So I believe that's a win, win, win. So, um, oh, hold on. Thanks. Anyway, that's Hip Camp. And uh, I got some stuff in the, the comments here. I want to kick back to this EAS thing real quick. Um, <laughs> K-Bog says they could fuck up a one-horse funeral, as my dad says. But Rewilder, uh, Rachel, thank you. I, uh, I did not know about this. Like I was saying, I got very little information. I didn't really dig into it. It's not anything that's really on my radar because I'll probably uh, ignore it anyway. But she says Russia is also testing today. Um, I'm guessing today is the same day uh, forward by the time. Eh, might be two days difference. But that's the part of the issue people are worried about. Yeah, I mean, what could go wrong? They've been they've been hyping up Russia, Ukraine, war, China, all of this for uh, for quite a while. And um, yeah, what could go wrong? What could, what could possibly go wrong? Very coincidental that they're t testing so closely together, huh? <coughs> and seems to me that uh, every time something goes screwy in this country, 9-11, <clears throat> they're doing all sorts of weird tests uh, and exercises and things like that. Hmm. 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 K-Bong says Russia was our ally once. Yes, 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 they were. Interesting interesting anyway let's get to this rv list i just wanted to um i just wanted <laughs> i've just um wanted to bring you a list it's coming into fall time here and a lot of the people um north in the country are thinking about closing down their rv for the year thinking about winterizing it or thinking about getting ready to take off for snowbirding so i thought i would bring a quick list that you could probably handle in your driveway, doing it yourself, uh, just things to a make your trip safer, prevent uh, prevent failures uh, during your camping stay or in transit, 
or things to just make your RV last longer. So I have a, a list of like 10 items, I think here, just going to hit through them, uh, talk about what my experience with them and uh, the other other places where they may come into play for you, depending on what kind of RV you have. And I think this would really apply anything from the old little pop-up trailer pulling behind uh, right up until that Class A drivable and everything in between. I have some things on the list here that uh, don't apply to some and apply to others. So let's hit that list. And if you have any others, if you have an RV that you currently have and maintain or used to, uh, throw them in the comments, all caps, if you would. Uh, and I will hit them if they are not on my list. But number one, number one, and this is uh, for all RVs, uh, whether it's got an engine, whether it's got a... Um, whether it's got an engine, whether it's pull behind, whether it's a pop-up, they all have tires. I guess truck camper on top of the on top of the truck. Hey, that would be the truck tires. But you want to regularly check and maintain your tires. You're going to want to um, you're going to want to check the tire the tread. You're going to want to check the wear um, on them, the tire pressure. Uh, if you have the opportunity and and you feel um, you feel that you are capable of it, jack it up, jack the trailer up, take the tire off, and inspect the hub, inspect the rim of the tire while you have it off. Figure out how to rotate those tires because rotating them just like on a vehicle is is uh, a good thing to do, especially if you see some funny wear patterns on those treads. If you um, if you have the tire off and you want to inspect further, uh, take a look at the brakes. Take a look at uh, hopefully it's electric brakes. If you uh, if you have a decent sized trailer, check them out. Hook it. Hook your vehicle up. Hit the brakes. See if the brakes engage. I got a very quick lesson on trailer brakes from a technician, and that's all it took. We had a technician when we were down in Texas come out and take a look at the brakes because I wasn't familiar with them. Um, yeah, you know what they do? They lock. They they come on when when the electricity hits them. Uh, hold on one second. They come on. It's just a current. It's a circuit, and when the electricity is uh, supplied to it, it puts pressure on the brakes. Um, it's an on-off. It's an assistance type of thing. When you engage them, you can you can hear the magnets humming uh, in the electric brakes. This was my specific trailer. Uh, if you have the same, it'll be pretty easy. If not, I can't imagine that any trailer brakes could not be, uh, you couldn't look them up. Now, a Class A, where you're driving it, it's going to be more like vehicle brakes. Um, with the weight, I would probably at least get walked through it first. So is that something you're going to do at home? Yeah, maybe once you are walk through it, if you have experience working on larger brakes on larger vehicles, maybe. Um, but it's something to think about. But at least you can inspect it. You can pull that tire off. You can look at it. You can. Um, I did the wheel bearings on my tires. Uh, this is all revolving around those tires. And while you have it off, why not? Uh, pretty much um, our camper is a 2014 the it's been a while they've been using the easy lube bearings on tires on trailers uh and these are pretty pretty slick you don't have to take you don't have to take the hub off and repack the bearings uh with grease 
basically you um ba- <laughs> get the summer air out of your tires basically you uh pump grease into a, a, a fitting on the front of the bearing and it pushes if there's a tube that goes to the back and it basically pushes the grease on the seal against the seal and it pushes all forces all the old grease out the front and uh you just pump and pump and pump until you see new grease coming out of that bearing wipe it up put the cover back on and you've changed the bearing grease uh this is a hundred times easier and quicker than pulling the hubs removing the bearings installing new seals the only issue you're going to run into is if that back seal is no good when you pump the grease in, it's just going to keep going on the inside. Uh, there isn't going to be any way for it to push back and pack the bearing. So I thought it worked very well. Um, when I took a peek after we had rolled a little bit, uh, I wasn't bleeding grease anywhere and everything looked great. So you're going to look at that tire pressure. Um, the rating should be on the tire or in the door of the camper. You want to uh, pop those tires off. If you can rotate them, that would be great. Look for that wear on the tire tread if it's wearing funny or getting close to being down. Uh, man, tire trailers wear out, and when they blow, it is not fun. It is not fun at all. I, uh, I've seen plenty of videos on trailers losing tires. And, yeah, um, while you're down there, check the rating on your tires for how much speed they can take. You might have to look up the brand and style, but, uh, man, our tires are really rated to 60, I believe, maybe 65. Uh, we go under that or at that speed at the most because, uh, man, my house is behind me and I do not want to have a blowout. So even in a 70 or an 80 mile an hour zone, we are not peaking that uh, that tire rating. So <laughs> that is um, that is the first thing. Um, the second thing on my list, and this is anything, it would be anybody that is winterizing but it's also a great routine maintenance, even if you don't get a freeze, even if you don't need to drain everything out. Uh, but taking a look at the water heater in the trailer, um, there's a there's a part in part in the water heater called an anode, a uh, sacrificial anode. It it uh, it basically corrodes down and disappears. That is the purpose of it. Um, and it's a plug on your, on your, uh, on the side of your water heater that you're going to access from the outside. Most water, most, uh, RVs that I've seen and all the maintenance that I've watched when I've been digging into doing my own maintenance here, there is an access panel for your, your water heater on the outside. It's where usually the exhaust goes when it burns, you know, it blows out hot air has to vent to the outside. There's usually a little, uh, a little access door, um, with a grate on it is you can usually find it. Mine says very hot, but in white writing on white grate, and uh, you can't see it very well. And I've actually burned myself on it, so uh, be careful of that. Turn your water heater off. Turn the propane off. Turn the breaker off to it so it doesn't start. Open that up and kind of look at it. Inspect it. If you're unfamiliar with what's going on there, pick up a YouTube video. Pick up a, a maintenance manual. I'm pretty sure the water heater maintenance was in my manual. That was something that the manufacturer even suggested that you do yourself, uh, that you can do yourself. Uh, if it's if you're winterizing it, what you're going to want to do is is run your uh, run it dry um, or as as dry as you can, unless you don't mind making a mess on the outside. But this anode 
is attached to a plug. It's attached to a plug. It's going to be like a, a hex head uh, plug, probably an inch to an inch and a half in diameter. And you're going to take that out. You're going to pull it out. It's going to be like the drain plug of the water heater. You get that out. It's going to start dumping all the water out of the water heater. It's going to drain that system. You can inspect that. Um, they're not that expensive. I actually have to change mine here soon, uh, depending on how much you use the water heater, depending on how long it runs or how long it sits, um, that can corrode away. You want to change it. You want things to be working well. Uh, inspect that while it's out. If you're winterizing, drain that out. Let that open up and stay open to the air. Um, you can use... Um, Yes. Yes. Good tip there, K-Bonk. I, uh, I did not have that on my list, but when you put it back in, use a good quality um, never seize on the threads of your anode. I believe actually mine, um, mine used uh, a Teflon tape and the Teflon tape really keeps it from uh, corroding in there. Uh, but yes, never seize uh, Teflon tape. Um, only threads only threads use a good quality nf nsf never sees <laughs> oh yes okay uh hunter i'm gonna star that for later hunter dropped uh dropped some stuff in about the about the emergency alert and um we will get to that in a little bit when I get through this list, but yeah, drop that out. Drop your, uh, drop all the water out of your, your water heater. If you are winterizing for winter, shut the valve off to your, to the heater underneath near the, on the inside, there are probably going to be control valves. Uh, some of the newer ones, if they have insulated outside, there's going to be, uh, it's going to be on in with, uh, where you're doing this work with the anode. But, um, close off that water heater so you're not having water come in or out and then it's just basically an empty tank and let that can sit for the winter uh it's not going to freeze up it's not going to break uh as far as winterizing the rest of the water system you can either open it all up drain it all out and then suck antifreeze uh rv antifreeze into the system uh there is usually a port to do that under your sink or wherever your water pump is Usually you, you, uh, you flip a few valves, uh, you change direction of valves and it will suck out of a tube that's put there specifically for doing this. And then you close it off and let that, uh, let that RV antifreeze sit for the winter. The way you know it's, it's in there is if you run your water till it blows air out and then you start sucking the RV antifreeze into the port, it will come out the, the faucet. Go to all the faucets in your RV, depending on how many there are. There might be two. There might be three. Don't forget your outside shower if there's an outside port. And let those run until it comes out pink. Pink is usually RV antifreeze. It uh, is normally non-toxic, and it is okay for pets. Uh, it is okay if it doesn't get completely flushed out. It's not going to kill you. It's not the best for you. But um, when you see that pink coming out of the faucet, you can turn them all off and then you have the confidence that your lines aren't going to blow out in the middle of winter when they freeze up. When you drain it, it's going to be the opposite. You're going to fill your tank. You're going to push all of that out and run it until it's crystal clear. Get that antifreeze out in the spring. Um, 
from what I understand, it is okay to uh, put down the drain. Don't quote me on that. Read your label. There are some that are, some that are not. And if you happen to not get RV antifreeze, please don't uh, let your pets drink it. But uh, yeah, RV antifreeze, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Look at your local farm and fleet store or order some on Amazon. Um, only on the threads. Got it, K-Bock. K-Bock was saying uh, antifreeze, but only get it on the threads. Yes, 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 yes. Um, let's see what else is on uh, on my list here. Regularly, regularly test the RV battery. Um, that would be, so my situation, my RV batteries are hooked to my solar system. I monitor them using my, my solar system, my inverter charger, uh, my, I have equipment on there to monitor the battery strength, um, the battery charge level, all of that is, is totally different than a stock RV, but you do have a battery in an RV if you don't have solar. You have the battery that um, that will charge with the truck while you're driving. If you have it plugged in, you have that one that will charge with the charge with the um, charge with the the generator if you're running a generator, and that is to to be a buffer. Um, from what I understand, on these small lead acid batteries. You're not going to probably do a whole lot of uh, boondocking with one. Yeah, some, some uh, for sure, depending on what you're using. You're using a few LED lights, uh, but man, you're not going to run your air conditioner off one, I don't think. But it's used to put out your slides when you get someplace. If you have to put them out before you can plug in, uh, turning on lights, if you don't have power, you're still going to have power. But make sure you make sure that battery is good. Make sure it's not dead, first of all. Make sure your water's topped off on it. Uh, the liquid in the battery, if it's a lead acid, if it's... Uh, get it tested. Uh, there are, are um, battery testers to see the strength of the battery. Uh, and then also, if it is a drivable RV, keep an eye, uh, keep an eye on that starting, that starting battery just like, um, just like your vehicle. It would suck to drive out to the middle of uh, BLM land and everything goes great for your trip. And then you go to start uh, start your RV to drive out. And it's just, I mean, if you can, if you consider your, your truck, if you have a travel trailer, you consider your truck as part of the RV. It would just suck if that, that ignition battery is dead or, or bad. So keep an eye on that. Uh, I I keep uh, I keep the tow vehicle in the same category as the truck. When the when the the trailer's getting maintenance, the truck is also part of that because that is what we have. But uh, you may do different. <laughs> so regularly test and check those RV batteries. Um, inspecting your roof seals and seams. Roof leakage is going to be uh, not good. Not good. We spend, I spend a lot of time on the roof. I haven't actually have to get up there soon to uh, swap out our wood stove cap. Right now we have our rubber cap on it because we're not burning fires. I was actually talking to Corey this morning. I saw low 40s on the on the forecast for overnights. Corey said we need to get the wood ready for uh, having some cubic mini wood stove fires. So I will be up checking that, doing that. I actually was up servicing the air conditioner but every time I go up, I take a good look around. I go to the front of the camper. I check the, the mounting brackets for my solar panels. I check all the other accessories that are on the, the roof of the, the camper. 
But I also look at uh, the seams, the edges where it comes to the edge of the camper, where things may have hit it, where it may have stretched, uh, where it may have come loose from the roof, any any uh, patches that I've done or holes that I've drilled and had to um, fill in with some Dicor sealant. I check those. I try to keep a visual inspection, keep a, a memory of what's going on up there to see if anything's getting worse or if anything needs to be repaired. But the roof is going to be very, very, very important. Um, from what I understand, a lot of the times you'll have a roof leak, leak and you won't know it until it's too late. It's going to, to run in. It's going to seep into the roof of the camper. It's going to run down in the walls. And you're not going to notice it dripping inside until the walls rotted out already. And then you'll get a drip inside and go, oh, man, that's been happening a long time. Suggestion is every uh, every couple months, unless you're in it all the time and up on the roof. I'm up on the roof at least once every couple months. So I, uh, I take a visual inspection of that roof and seals. Um, water system. Water system. Sanitize your water system every once in a while. I have to do that here soon. I've been uh, I've been thinking about that, about um, shocking both my gray water and my freshwater tanks, just to clean them out, just to make them nice. I do have running water here, which is a very big help. It's something that you don't want to have to do if you have to pump water into the camper, like in our uh, our transfer system with the truck. Basically, to sanitize it, I can't, uh, I didn't have the exact number. It depends on the, the gallons of of water that the tank holds, but I believe it was a half a cup for our 40, our 40 gallon, maybe a cup of bleach for our 40 gallon. Basically, you, you dump the tank, you add a little water, you add in the bleach amount that is recommended for your tank size, and then you fill the tank. You then run it through your faucets to clean the the hoses hoses the packs or whatever's running pipes that are running in your camper and out the faucets you shut it and then you drain the system completely you run the water out of the faucets like you are winterizing it maybe even blow it out to get as much out as you can you're going to fill it with fresh water you're going to drain it again you're going to fill it with fresh water you're going to run some and you're going to smell it by this time, either it is completely clean or diluted enough that you're not going to fall over. But smell it. Make sure it doesn't smell super bleachy and rinse until it seems clean and uh, smells clean. You can also do this with your gray water tank um, to kind of sanitize that out to keep smells down. Black water, I am not super familiar with, uh, but I believe there's chemicals to help keep your black tank healthy. Your black water tank, your poo. We don't do that. We just do gray water. Uh, but it is about time to get uh, get some some um, some sanitation in there, some bleach to just kill kill the nasties that that kind of build up in a gray water tank. Basically, going to do the same thing. I'm going to uh, close the valve, close the drain valve, throw some bleach down the drain uh, enough for how much tank size I have. And then I will just run water into that waste tank, fill it up, let it sanitize itself, and then drain it. Um, just keep things clean, keep things from smelling and uh, bugs. Uh, we are the reason I thought about it are 
when we drain our black tank or it gets or our black tank our gray tank or it gets way too high we see fruit fly issue so that is uh that is something i think that we probably got a little something something down in that tank not a huge deal that's what it is it's a waste tank uh but if we can knock it out with a little bit of bleach and cleaning it would be fantastic so uh sanitize that water system check your uh, safety devices so your fire extinguishers make sure they're all right um and uh co monitors depending on your heat um campers are pretty uh, our travel trailer is pretty wide open uh, i don't uh, i don't worry too much about uh, carbon monoxide poisoning things like that the newer ones are sealed up fantastic so be safe don't don't go to sleep and not wake up i i would hate for that and make sure that stuff works and uh, is working properly speaking of fire extinguishers i i really um i am digging into a new fire extinguisher company that i saw i actually saw them on tiktok and started uh digging into them a little bit and i think they're fantastic i think they're going to be a great um addition to my affiliate products list uh i am doing some more due diligence to make sure that everything is on the up and up but i did feel confident enough to sign up. I posted it in the Telegram group yesterday, but it's Element Fire Extinguishers. And these basically um, these basically are going to replace your... Um, uh, basically um, going to look like a road flare. And it's going to replace your fire extinguisher for any type of fire. Uh, grease fire, paper fire, electrical fire. Um, things like that. So Hunter says fire extinguishers, do they have battery fires? Um, more cooking. Uh, we have a wood stove, uh, tire blowouts, um, random electrical fires, uh, just basically like a house, basically like a house. But Element uh, fire extinguisher, it basically looks like a road flare and works like a road flare. And basically you strike it and it, it, it shoots out the the substance that's going to put the fire out they last longer than um a normal um compressed gas fire extinguisher both in time of uh fire extinguishing capability so it lasts up to a minute where normally you're looking uh, at 12 to 15 seconds of of gas coming out and it doesn't expire it doesn't make a mess it's it's uh as far as i can see safe for kids and pets and it's great. It basically, you you open it, you strike it, and it starts shooting like a road flare. You aim it at the fire, and it goes out. Uh, it's really pushed in Europe for um, sports cars that are going to have uh, tire fires, things like that. Uh, Porsche is big on them. They come out of Italy, and it's basically based on old Russian um, cosmonaut fire extinguisher research. So... I'm digging in. I'm digging in. They're like 90 bucks, but they don't expire. And they're about the size of a road flare instead of that big fire extinguisher you got to carry around. So I'm hoping to uh, dig in enough that I can get my hands on one and test it out, do some content. Uh, but uh, man, if you're interested, I can get you that link or you hit the Telegram group. There's a link over to that Element Fire Extinguisher page. Um, let's see here. Um, safety detectors. Hunter says that would be great for the work trucks. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. That is definitely um, that is definitely exactly what I'm thinking. 
uh, RVs have a ton of um, blowouts on the tires. Like I was saying with the rating of our tires, they only rate up to 60. A lot of people don't pay attention to that shit and they set their tires on fire. They explode there's uh or they they burst whatever but then there's that friction and you end up with a, a tire fire lots of times fire extinguishers there it is and uh you got to do it but man being able to grab this stick crack it off and go it is fantastic uh k-bong says he agrees on element saw them at watkins Glen in the pits at the track yeah uh porsche clubs of america are about the 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 way they're coming into the u.s as far as um recommendations and uh, certifications that's the first one i was talking with james last night about dot certification on them if he could use them in his tractor trailer for dot satisfaction and i don't think so yet lots of european governments and military um and police have certified them I don't think they're that certified and they be haven't been that pushed into the U.S. market yet. And uh, man, I think the government is tied in with uh, a fire extinguisher company anyway, since they require one that expires every year and has to be replaced. So I don't know about uh, about commercial vehicles, if we'll ever get them in that. But man, for RVs, for a car, for having them in a uh, work truck, things like that. K-Bonk says vintage cars are not easy to place replace. Yes. Yeah. K-Bonk, man. I used to go over to Watkins to watch those old, uh, old car races and the amount of money going around those tracks. And those guys are driving like they are. I was just like blown away. It's not like you can, you have enough money that you could just replace that car when there's only five of them in the world, things like that. But yeah, having that, uh, having that extinguisher to put out those tire fires is kind of where this came out of. And uh, I'm excited to to look in a little bit more and uh, see if I can push these into the to the RV world. So I got that link over in the Telegram group if you want to check it out. Um, let's see. I said uh, I talked about the wastewater system. <laughs> You're going to want to look at your awning every year, uh, a couple times a year. Put it out. Make sure it's not ripped. Um, be mindful of how you use your awning. Um, just an FYI. Uh, they are like a wind sail and it doesn't take much wind to catch them and rip them right outside of your camper. And it's not fun if that happens. I don't know by experience, but I've read many, many, many horror stories about it. Corey is a very, she is our awning girl. I, uh, I let her decide when it goes in and out. But if you're going to be putting it away for the winter, make sure you put it out, let it dry out. If you uh, let it sit for the winter or for long periods of time wrapped up while it's wet, you're going to get mold. You're going to get nastiness. Um, you can put it out, get a ladder out. You can scrub it. You can clean it. Uh, but like I said, make sure it's dry before you put it away. Make sure it's operating properly. If there's anything that got out of whack or out of line that isn't uh, operating in and out smoothly, that can be uh, that can be a long-term issue. Um, yeah, slide outs is about the other thing, only other thing I have on this list before uh, we wrap it up. And I want to get back to Hunter's comment about the EAS. But um, slide outs, check the seals, check the seals around them. They make a seal lubricant uh, conditioner that will keep them soft and pliable, and they will be able to go in and out and seal properly. Uh, make sure your tracks for the underneath, the gear drive for the slide outs that come out, that's all clean, free of debris. And they also make a silicone dry lube for the, the gears, the track and everything. So it, it glides smoothly. It doesn't, the dust doesn't stick to it. 
Um, but yeah, get under there every so often, inspect that, grab a flashlight, look at things, see if anything looks out of whack. If it does, you can always compare it to another if you have multiple slides or the other side of the slide. They usually have two. <laughs> they usually have two uh, tracks. So if one looks broken or chipped or something like that, you can peek over at the other side and uh, get a look at that. But yeah, <laughs> Pip says lube pull out. Kyle's missing all the good goals. Where is that boy this morning? He was killing pigs while he was listening yesterday. I guess he didn't want to listen to RV, but he missed a lot of fun. Yeah, make sure your slide lube, uh, make sure the tracks are lubed up. They're clean. Uh, the the seals around them are good uh, and pliable. Otherwise, they could rip right off. So check that out. And um, that kind of wraps up the list. It was a quick run through, uh, just some DIY things. I have these things to do this fall, um, and a lot of them uh, are scheduled to be done pretty quick here. Uh, after SRF, I got a, I just got a laundry list of things. I've just been trying to get around to that, get everything going. And, um, and yeah, so it is on the list here in fall. It, it feels nice to not be racing the snow at the end of October, uh, that I have a little longer to get this stuff done than when we were in Minnesota. So I, uh, hopefully I'm going to get it all uh, videoed while I'm doing it. Uh, explain it out and get uh, get content up for it and uh, and you can check it out then. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate you listening to me ramble on about that. Kbonk asked if you Scotchgard on awnings. I don't know. I don't know. Our awning, um, like I said, we bought a, an old camper because we were retrofitting the inside. Our awning is uh, so so. I think uh, it's serviceable for what it is. I don't think long-term maintenance on our awning is going... To, I don't think the Scotch Guard to cover it would be worth the cost at this point. But um, maybe on a new one, I, I've never looked into it. It's a, it's a good question for sure. Uh, but I do not know the answer to that. I want to roll back up to Hunter here. Uh, he says, and I quote, Nationwide emergency alert test is planned for October 4th, 2023 at 2.20 p.m. Eastern. There's no cause for alarm in case the test is postponed due to widespread severe weather or other significant events. The backup testing date is October 11th. Huh. That's from, uh, um, Hunter said that's from Washington, D.C. Homeland Security site. Uh, he, he referenced a link if you want to check out the comments for that. Um, and then there's... Uh... <laughs> oh, he looked in and says they have a link to reset passwords. Huh. Reset passwords? What kind of passwords? Like, they can now get in and le and just uh, willy-nilly change your password on your phone? Is that, uh, is that what you were saying, Hunter? If you're still around? I'm curious about that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> okay. For the participation people. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I was like, wow, they just went really, uh, they went whole hog in on that one. <laughs> if that was the case. Holy crap. Uh, talk about uh, 
the 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 shot heard around the world, I think that uh, that would probably put things over the edge. Um. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Anyway, let's uh, let's get wrapping up here. I hope you and uh, I hope um, I hope you enjoyed. Oh, sorry guys, sorry guys. I'm uh, I got comments coming in fast and furious over here before the end. Um, K Bonk says, "What has happened to those history? What has happened in history on those dates?" Uh, Pip, anything? Uh, anything happened on the dates of um, on the dates of emergency testing systems? Pip, I'm pretty sure. Wasn't 9/11 on some big northeast, uh, uh, northeast uh, military testing where they had they were doing tests, so no one was uh, shocked when things were going sideways. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, eyes open tomorrow, guys. Eyes open tomorrow. Make sure you uh, make sure you. Make sure um, you're just aware. Eyes to the skies. Eyes to the skies. Be weather aware. Be uh, be aware of uh, your surroundings, especially early, uh, early or late at, late morning, early afternoon. Um, yes, Hunter says allegedly they were scrambling planes for a test of exactly what happened. Um, FAA test. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So, huh. I, uh, I know we've been, uh, we've been hearing, um, hearing things about, um, hacking and, uh, blackouts and internet blackouts and cell phone blackouts, things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised guys. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't want to, I, I don't have my tinfoil hat out. Maybe I got to have to have it out for tomorrow morning. If we talk about this some more, but um, don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Don't let them catch you off guard. If you if you have an inkling that something might happen and it actually does, uh, I think you're well more prepared for it. And if it doesn't, uh, you just sound a little crazy for a while. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool, man. All the conspiracy theorists are just uh, telling the story a little in advance, it seems like lately. So, guys, I, uh, I appreciate you listening this morning. I'm going to wrap up and get out of here. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Otherwise, you can uh, consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with links to all my social media services I offer, recommended products, and companies I am affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and uh, we will catch up with you on EAS testing day tomorrow. Ah, man, it'll be in the afternoon, so hopefully the show goes fine and they don't cut out the internet. Have a great day, guys. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Smile.